On Total Wellness Radio, we have the honor of interviewing practitioners from around the world. We also have the joy of hosting at our clinic here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, a six-day hands-on mentorship program. If you are a nutrition-minded practitioner and dream of taking your business to new levels, our mentorship program has what you need to get you there and save you time and money in the process. For more information, contact me, Dan Young, directly at 307-631-5300. Now for this week's episode of Total Wellness Radio. Isn't that great? Yeah. This is for Total Wellness Radio. This is actually going to be episode 81 wow. on our podcast. And this, that's filming live, is going to be to our mentorship group, where we have almost 300 members I now. I've watched that. Yeah. On the, uh, yeah, it says it's going well. We've got people already showing up on here. Good morning, April. Thanks for joining us. This is going to be fun. Do you care if I walk around and just kind of... Not at all. Because that it. thing will pick up the podcast. We just want you to do your normal thing. Do my normal thing? Well, yes. then do you believe in forgiveness? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to capture that for the live. Good morning, Daniel. Welcome. So this is a topic for me that has been like super important because you see so many trends in business. You know, large businesses, we lost, Toys R Us filed bankruptcy. Who'd ever thought I'd say that in my lifetime, right? I mean, there's just so much changing taking place in the, in the climate of business. And the navigation of staying in business, right? I mean, you started Country Doctor 1998, June, July, somewhere in there. So we're like, we just celebrated 20th year, mm -hmm. right? In June. Yeah. Mm -hmm. starting, the, starting the practice in Torrington. Torrington, Wyoming. But preceding that, I mean, when did your actual, when did your business career start? Uh, let me start with that question. When did you actually start in business? What year? In the health business or just, just being business. in business at all? As, as just Maybe starting in business, being able school. to navigate business, right? <laughs> yeah. Learning about business. Yeah, when I was about 25, I started it, uh, in business. I actually went in the real estate business first and was in the real estate business for several years. Okay. And... Uh, one thing, talking about recession and recession-proof your business, the ideal situation is to be close to a capital city, mm. a military base, yep. something that has a year-round income for the people there, and you're not depending upon a natural resource industry. That's a good point. Uh, and if you can do that, then it's ideal because you're... you're your ups and downs. They, you never hit really extremely good highs, but you never hit any lows. Uh, <laughs> good point. Good point. There was three things I was going to bring up, but I want to. I want to let you guys kind of go at first. So, fifty-one years, basically. Mm -hmm. So, in fifty-one years, how many economic downturns? <laughs> Janet's got something to say here, but how many? I mean, the economic like where people took a hit, where you see businesses going out of business, things the, of that nature. The worst time, the worst time that I experienced actually was uh, right after the right after the uh, Carter years, when we had such massive inflation with Carter, and then when he got loaded out and Reagan came in, interest rates went to twenty one percent, and that the industry. I the was interest in, rate or prime rate. Interest rate. The interest rate. Yeah. Okay. And, and it just killed businesses everywhere that was 
depending on debt and credit in order to stay in business. And I was in the building industry and we borrowed everything right. in order to make that business work. Yeah. And so it was a, just a total shutdown at that point in time. Um, one of the best things you can do to avoid problems in, in business is stay debt free if you can. Hard to do. That was one of my. That was one of my top three. One of the hardest <laughs> things to free. do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can yeah. pay your monthlies. Yeah. 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 If you can pay your monthlies and still mm -hmm. grow. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you see? Where do you see us now? I mean, when was we got a stock market that's pushing twenty four thousand? What goes up must come down. Ah, good point. Yeah. But I think Always it's going to be a while. You know, I don't. You still think, think it's, it's going to be a while? Yeah, I still do think you? it's going to be a while. I think it. We're looking, you know, sometime probably in the next 10 years, yeah, we're going to have a downturn, a big downturn. But I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. Really? Uh, so 18 to 24 months? Possible? Probably further out than that. We're actually two years overdue. Yeah, we're overdue. Yeah. Roughly. Because we went through it in the clinic in 01 and then again in 08. Mm-hmm. But you're right. What the the other factors that were present that helped stabilize things, so you didn't take a real massive hit, you know, that you could actually keep the doors open and make payroll, mm -hmm. was. Uh, I mean, we didn't really experience a lot of that, but we did. I mean, we saw, you know, businesses businesses fell, business revenue decrease. So. Mm -hmm. and that was tied more to the mortgage industry, wasn't it? Oh eight. Oh yeah, the mortgage yeah. Real industry estate? just really yes. took a hit, and real estate took a big hit. You know, properties devalued 50, 60 percent yeah. all over the country. Not so much in Cheyenne, Wyoming, where we were located, because we had a, a big government employee influx there with stable and stable incomes. So, and an air base. So, if I'm so. if I'm cluing into one of your first key points, would be to live in an area or do business in an area where it's not seasonal. Like here in Sun River, which by the way is a beautiful resort. This is awesome. Thank you guys so much for having us here this week. This has been so relaxing. But this is, this really ebbs and flows here. Yes. I mean, I bet it's from one day to the next. People are like, wow, where's our, what's going to generate our revenue? What's going to keep us stable? That type of thing. Mm -hmm. So so being near uh, in a city, so capital city is kind of one of the things. Debt free, you talked about. How does a small business Go about doing that though. Oh. Janice got a grin on her face. What you, you know, uh, how do you navigate debt as a business? Someone um, has to be able to say no. There's always someone in the business who has more of a financial mind, and especially in the natural health industry. Yeah. Um, you're generous, okay? Um, someone has to. Someone in the business has to be able to say no. Well, Rachel's doing a really good job. And Rachel for you. does a wonderful job. <laughs> Tell it's me no. no. <laughs> okay, it's no. A small business is no different than a family relationship. Yeah. So and, um, I think, I think your mom and your dad, at the time they started the business, were very agreed in what they were a, what they were willing to give up to make Correct. that business grow. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carrie, I mean, you're going to have those expenses. I mean, here's, here's what the first thing that comes to mind. One of the first things that comes to mind when I think about debt is inventory Ooh. for a practice. Mm -hmm. Practice inventory and getting, I mean, you and I went through it a couple of times mm -hmm. together where yes. it's like, we got $30,000 mm -hmm. 
in real dollars tied up in stuff sitting on a shelf that we're paying rent on. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you mm-hmm. told me that that day, I just like, wow, I never, you know, I never thought to look at it that way. So, so speak to a couple of key things about like inventory control, not overspending. I mean, you and I, we go to a seminar and this happens to other practitioners too. We see, you know, Daniel and Deka, you guys got to pay attention because you know, don't, I mean, you're going to make mistakes anyways, but listen here, because when we go to conventions and we see the next new doodad, we all want it. Or the next, right? Or yeah. the, ooh, that product line, yeah. that's gonna, you know? And so we drop, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand bucks on the spot to have this product line. And then, you know, for the first week or two, boy, it seems to sell like gangbusters, right? And then you got a thousand dollars worth of stuff sitting there for a year. How, how, mm-hmm. what, what are some of the things that we can do to maybe avoid those pitfalls? Think about, if you're gonna, if you, if you need to make a buy on something, and you see something, is is it is it a need or is it a want? Oh, and good think twenty four hours before you go buy it, okay. and 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 put that thought into your head before you ever, when you're looking at it. So, oh yeah, that's exciting, and you got a salesperson standing there trying to sell it to you. You got to say to yourself, do I need that or do I just want it? What's it going to do to increase my business? Yeah. For every dollar that I put out, it should bring me two back. Right. And if that in inventory, in inventory, yes. okay. Yeah, so every yes. dollar that goes out in inventory should bring you two back. Should okay. bring you two back. Yeah. So you you taught me something about fifteen years ago. I never forgot. You said want, need, or have to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want, need, or have to have. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. always look at your business when it comes to money. Yes. Right. Do I want it? Do I need it? Or do I have mm-hmm. to have it? Mm-hmm. And those are kind of a principle that I've tried to go by. I, I, I sometimes get off the rails and. You know, all of a sudden the money spending goes out. He's like, "Woo!" And then Rachel sits me down and puts yes. her hand on my shoulder. Yes, you need that person. <laughs> yeah, Rachel yeah. does a does a yeah. great job with that. Yeah. So, yeah. So keeping the debt down, um, paying things off on a monthly basis. The other overhead that came to mind was employee wages. Yes. Man, can you, that get out of? You can wind up overstaffed in a hurry if you're yeah. not real careful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and I mean there. It's a need, want, or a have to have. Yeah. And in a recession, that's difficult because if you have a group of employees that you really love and they're doing good work for you, yep. and you have to stop and think, well, the recession is impacting them and their family, yep. and you, you get that guilt that. and that you, know, that you let that emotional thing come into it, and then you talk to Rachel, yeah. and she takes the emotion out of it. Right. And you have to make those hard decisions, and those can be very, very tough. Yeah, it's very tough. Yeah, when because that person is depending on you to feed their family. Right. Yeah, that's rough. I had a, a good example that a doctor friend of mine I was talking to just last month, and he 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 was thinking about retiring, and he said, "But he said I've got such a great staff here, yes. and they're doing yeah. such a great job." Mm-hmm. But he said, "I have to." weigh it on the other side, do I want to keep working just so they have a job, mm. or especially if we get a downturn and I'm not pulling anything out of it, I'm just making ends meet and covering overhead yeah. for my work, yeah. is it worthwhile to me? Yeah. And that's something everybody has, each person has to evaluate in their business. Yeah, and you have you to know? pay your employees first. Yeah. If anybody takes a hit, it's you. Right. Yeah. yeah. You take the pay cut first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or you're let go. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about what happens when, what, what are some of the indicators that you've seen 
was there any like like forewarning about this prime rate thing in the seventies or you know the mortgage thing in in oh eight I mean was there any kind of like precursors or is it like is there any warning for a, a small business practitioner that they need to be paying attention to in their well, marketplace when the interest rates took off and went to twenty one we we saw it I mean almost on a daily basis we'd go in. At that time, we were building 10 houses at a time, and we'd go in to the bank and say, well, okay, we need construction loans for these 10 houses. Oh, yeah, we can do that. It's gonna cost you uh, 6% this month. So we go in the next month, and and we got another 10 we're ready to put together in pre-sold houses. Never, We never built on spec, everything was pre-sold. And it jumped to 8%, and then it jumped to 12%. Then it jumped to 15%. And finally, it got to the point where the houses we were building, the people and the, and the end loans on them, the people that could afford them, didn't want that little bitty house. Right. You know, the people that needed them couldn't afford to make the payment. They couldn't qualify for the interest rate. So it just shot the industry down. So, yeah, we saw that happen with interest rates rising over a period of about six months. And then they went on up to 21 and basically just shut everything down for a while. Yeah. Uh, this last go around in 08, we could see that with real estate prices. I mean, we knew there was gonna be a real estate, we were in the middle of a real estate boom for several years there and prices doubling almost year to year. And then all of a sudden, real estate prices stopped. Yeah. And then they started going back the other way. Yeah. So if you, anytime you see a a major component of industry start really doubling and tripling and going up in price like that, be aware, start saving some money. Every yeah. time you get a check, put 10% of it away yeah. because you're gonna need that to get you through the bad times. Yeah. And you need, to have a, you need to have a rainy day fund over there. Uh, when times are good, put some away because yeah. you are gonna have some bad times that you're gonna have to pull through and tap that. I made a post here recently on my executive page that said, ants think winter all summer. Can mm -hmm. you expound on that? Mm -hmm. Can you? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're out there hustling and working and the whole, whole hive or the whole tribe is doing everything they can. While things are good. While things are good. Yep. To store up enough to get them through the winter when yep. things are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lowly a lowly ant sometimes smarter than we as human human beings. Right. Because most of us, most people in this country <coughs> live in paycheck to paycheck, and they don't put anything away. Right. And all of a sudden, something happens. There's a downturn. They don't have a job, and they don't have any savings over here to get them by. So that that poses a question that you know, business recession proofing your business and personal life is kind of the, was the title on this mm -hmm. this video. Mm-hmm. Save first or pay off debt first? What would well, you try not to create debt. Try, number one, try to not create debt, but also pay yourself first. Pay that 10% for every check you get. Pay and you then first. You pay yourself first and put it in, a, in, a, in, a, in an account and don't touch it. And then go after paying Wipe that off. debt. Wipe that debt off. Yeah. Right. yeah. Because you, you get to the point where you wipe the debt off and all of a sudden, you hit the downturn at the end of the debt, you still don't have any reserves. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So pay yourself first as you go. Right. Yeah. Is that something you would encourage your employees to consider as well? Absolutely. How, how, 
which kind of takes me in the next direction. I mean, we've got some of the most amazing people <laughs> I feel, right? We do. And this is the kind of business that people, you're attracted to it. It's not like, oh, I think I want to do that because I can make money. It's like there's something, there's an energy about what we do mm-hmm. and what the practitioners watching this that they do in their communities that people are attracted to that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just, it's more than money, right? Mm-hmm. It's so much yeah. more important to them. And we got, you got, you know, Sarah and Cora and Rachel running your front. You got Nora and, you know, and, and Linda running the lab with, you know, it's the, Liam pops in and out there. You know, you Stacy pops in and out. Stacy yeah. pops in and out. You got Tammy and Craig and I in the back and Becca's kind of helping, you know, fill in all of the marketing and, you know, helping develop those uh-huh. future, future pipelines. So we got some amazing people that have been attracted to, to what we do mm-hmm. and hopefully we can keep them for, what would you tell them? That same thing? Hey, put yourself first. Absolutely. It and works then, in your personal life, but mm-hmm. works in your business life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just stay yeah. with those simple principles, mm-hmm. right? And it's very yeah. difficult sometimes, you know, uh, our families, our, our grown kids, you know, they're raising families. You yep. know, you've got three teenagers in the house. Yep. It's hard to save 10, 10% sometimes. It's yeah. no different in business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd watch the debt, you know. Um, when you say debt, you're talking about like... A credit card. Credit cards you can't pay off yeah, monthly. Yeah, or, pay them off monthly, you know. if at all possible. Yeah. Everyone can get in trouble with those. Oh, yeah. 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 Good example of that. One of our old mentors said, uh, in business, he said, you can go broke. But he said, now that they have credit cards, he said, you can go way past broke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can, you yeah. can go fast broke. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, the funny thing is, you put two thousand bucks on a credit card. That guy wants his money back with interest. You know. Yeah. yeah. They don't want the two grand back. They want the twenty two fifty or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and if you can pay it off every month, that's fine. Then that gives you a thirty day leeway to build up some cash to take care of your debts at the end of that right. thirty days. But if you, if business is slow, then all of a sudden you can't pay that. Now you're into the interest part of it. And I think within business and within families, there has to be an honesty about finances. Yeah. Okay, someone has to be, uh, I don't hide anything from him. We wouldn't hide anything in the business. There has to be maybe a monthly review in your business. Sure. Rachel and I go through things once a month and and tighten up or loosen up or see where we are. No different than a family. And uh, it's hard sometimes for couples and young families to be totally honest with each other or, or set those goals and have that understanding when right. they start out. When you start out with business, you have to have an understanding of where you want the business to grow to, what you're willing to give up right. to make that business work. Right. And sometimes within a family business, the family has to take it in the shorts to keep the business sure. going, yeah. you know. And I know you have brought so many people to the business and they're starting out. And maybe it's a, it's a one-person office and maybe they're able to hire another girl. And how, do, how much are they willing to cut out of their food budget on their personal level right. to keep that business growing? Exactly. So it's a sacrifice, sure. you know, yeah. for a reward. Yeah. Practical aspects yes. of, of making a, a yes. sacrifice today for that yes. return tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, it's like raising a kid. Yes, you know, yeah. it's, it's your like baby. Watching Lincoln and Avea yeah. the videos and going through that stuff, and you know, watching Avea is flipping over now, right? It's like, yeah. yeah, well, that's amazing. Yeah. Right? It's all new to her. All right? growth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then nurturing that through it. So it's like raising yeah. a child. Yeah. yeah.
and yeah. uh, and helping them kind of navigate the pitfalls. Yeah. Uh-huh. So inventory, um, you know, inventory. watching the employee mm-hmm. outgo, yes. right? You know, with the wages, keeping keeping. First of all, attracting and keeping good people, right? Clients, we talked about that a little bit. You know, in during down times, during mm-hmm. a recessionary period, how many clients are you going to lose? Sam and I talked about that a lot on a yeah. personal level. Yeah. You know, uh, he seems to, there are going to be some people who simply are not going to be able to afford to continue that level of care. Right. So I thought that that was interesting. I was playing the devil's advocate. You know, I can't come to you anymore. You're too expensive. I don't have the money. My husband's out of a job. And his take on it was totally different than mine. Yeah. Yeah, and how you keep those clients. Sure. How you keep that business. And you give good service. Give good service all the time. Even, especially during the good times. Yes. You continue that good service and they will continue to come back to you in the bad times. You'll become a priority in the bad times. Yes. 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 That's one of the things, you know, Beck and I talk a lot about this, is that we, you just, it's so, it's so rampant. And I don't want to put labels out there, oh, it's the millennials attitude or all this other garbage, right? Because I'm a Generation X guy, right? Mm -hmm. And we had lazy couch slugs then too, okay? Mm -hmm. You're a baby boomer or pre-baby boomer. You guys had slugs too. I mean, Mm -hmm. so it's not like, you can't throw a label on something and say, oh, that's new. This is not new, right? There's, there's it's people just that are, different clothing. It's just yeah. different clothing and hairdo, right? Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the millennial mullet, which is the ponytail thing. That's what yeah. we call it, right? My generation calls yeah. it a millennial mullet, whatever. I mean, it's just, none of that stuff really matters, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. What matters is, is are these people actually plugged into something that's bigger than themselves that's going to pull them through the, you know, the, those tough times? Is there mm-hmm. a bigger, is there a bigger thing out there that's going to help? It's like, it's like raising the kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You walk them through the, you know, the, the poopy diaper stage and the, oh, well, they're up sick at night stage because you're going to see this productive, happy, healthy mm-hmm. person that's going to be thriving in life. That's what you really, mm-hmm. as parents, see in the future. And that's kind of how you look at business. Mm-hmm. Is that that's a living entity, mm-hmm. right, to some degree. And you want to see it, you know, thrive in the future. So you got to make those sacrifices. Well, when mm-hmm. I, yeah. And when I came into the family, I, I had no concept of private business, a family business, okay? and Interesting, it, huh? Yeah, it, <laughs> you know, uh, and you know my background. So yeah. it was cushy and easy, and you know, I had a, I had continual income, okay? Right. And, but I did look at it, and I thought, you know, after Sam worked with me for a while, you worked with me, I listened to the whole, I thought, this is no different than raising a family. Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. isn't. Totally. Yeah. What would you tell? Uh, what would you tell Lincoln and Nevea? Because this is going to be captured. You know, they'll watch this fifty years Ooh, from now. Oh, what would we tell? What them? would you tell your grown grandkids that for fifty years into the future? What would you say to them about business or family? Oh well, we could, yeah. we've said it. Depends on what their priorities are. But if they want to, if they want to be independent, if they want to have the best growth in the financial world than be in business for themselves. Yeah. One way or another. Whatever their passion is, whatever they like to do. Passion. You know? uh, we encourage the kids to follow their passion. Go with their dreams, yeah. Yes, yes. And you don't find it right away. No. But never get, uh, This I think one of the saddest things, especially for a man, is to be locked into 
a situation where he has to work and he never is able to fulfill that dream. And so we do that. We do that with Liam. You know, Liam's on a kind of a sabbatical. Um, we want him to do that, you know. So when he, when he does find that passion, it's real, and yeah. he can excel at it. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think there's, with such a young age comes the impatience when they don't realize they have the greatest resource at their disposal, which was Well, because... It happened. They have time. We asked you the same thing when you were 18 years old. Right. It, we went through the same thing. Yeah, it just, it, it's just a has to be. You just have to go through it. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can't tell them. Yeah. My dad tried to tell me. Yeah. You know, it, it's a learn. You have to do it yourself. Life is cyclic. Yeah, and it's the, it's the moment where you say, oh, God, I should have listened to my dad. Yeah. You know, it, we don't do that. Yeah. You know, it, you have to have your own experience. Yeah. So as a practitioner, having that own experience, I know from experience that you can take a practitioner and put them in a, in a space of 600 square feet. And if they follow the right procedures mm -hmm. and have the right systems in place, mm -hmm. you can generate a million dollars a year cash mm -hmm. in 600 square feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, there's people, that, you know, especially in our group that might hear that and say, wow, how do you do that, mm -hmm. right? The importance of having those systems and procedures in place that overrule my personality. That's an education, okay? Right. Education is important and willing to listen to it. Right. You have set this up so nice for so many people. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's... You have set success up. Yeah. It's like we've looked at it from so many angles. Yes. And tried to, like, two people. I mean, when you think about it, and this is another challenge too. When we had uh, the gal that we hired back in 05, remember around June, mm -hmm. July, mm -hmm. August, around this time in, mm -hmm. in 2005. Did a critique on us. She, but she first of all, she knew nothing about the wellness field. Mm -hmm. So I think for practitioners that are seeing or gonna listen to this, that's something to really take into consideration because a practitioner thinks I need to hire somebody that knows a lot about this. The problem is, now you got two experts in the office and you don't need more than two experts, right? You need one the back office clinician and the front office wellness coordinator and the two jobs should never overlap. Mm -hmm. She came in and in 06, when we really started focusing in on systems and procedures, we got some additional education, right? We you know, met George Bernbach, right? Five Star Management started implementing some of that stuff. I mean, we just, we had these diverse tools and we pieced it together for us. Because your business model was kind of like low volume, high fee, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And it just... Oh, it didn't work for you. It just would not work for me. Yeah. You know, low volume of people with high fee uh, checkouts. And my, I, my thing was, let's figure out high volume, let's help more people that are financial, you know, then it reduces the financial hit that they take. Mm -hmm. But the high volume, low fee practice model seems to, seems to be, doing, be doing really well. So in that, what would you say are some key things that you would look for with like personnel? Because we, see, that gal in 05 got to grow into a high volume, right? Mm -hmm. And today, what I see as a challenge for our office is it takes two and three people to do. Now, the volume is bigger. Yes, the numbers are bigger. Mm -hmm. But we had hit a pretty high level, a pretty benchmark level of volume, business volume, with just two people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes it feels like, 
and this is where I want to try and capture this, is that it takes more people to do the same work because those people didn't have the luxury of growing into that level of demand. Does, am, am, I, am I getting to a point here that, mm -hmm. that you yeah. can kind of comment on? Because it seems like two people, when they got to grow into 25,000 or 30,000 a month, now that we're doing almost double that, it's like you can't, you know, it just takes more people. You got twice the staff or three times the staff. You got three times the staff to do twice the work. the same thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes sense. And a lot of it is, is attitude. Um, I, I heard a fellow say one time, he said, God, he said, I'm a very successful person. And uh, he said, somebody was interviewing him similar to what we're doing. And, and he said, I never worked a day in my life. He said, God, he said, I get up and get to go to the place that makes me the happiest. Uh -huh. And so if you get, if you can attract those kind of people to your business and, right. those, and those two people that you had that was doing this tremendous high volume had that kind of an attitude right. and, and, and they felt like that and it sure. wasn't getting up and, oh God, I got to work today. I can't wait to get to the playground. Right. And Mondays I, are awesome for me. Yeah. I love yeah. Monday morning. Yeah. So Where a lot of people can't say that. When the girls are going crazy. He loves Monday morning, and the girls are thinking, oh, it's Monday morning. <laughs> so it's a difference between drawing a paycheck and, and going to work at the Yes, farm, yeah. Right? You know, well, and Janet told me something here a while back, and this has been a while, a couple, two or three years, that really made a lot of sense to me, and, and I had, it forced me to look at things from different angles. You know, sometimes... You know, when you're the tip of the sword, you kind of get like, you know, you get entrenched in this rut and you got to kind of step back and look at the bigger picture. And, and one of the things that Janet told me a long time ago that really forced me to do that when it comes to people is that they're never going to be as invested as you are. So quit trying to get them there, right? You're going to have the 80 percenters, the, the, the 60 percenters, the maybe, hey, if you're lucky, 85 percent, right? Mm -hmm. But nobody's going to be 100 percent invested like you and I are mm -hmm. That's because true. it's our yeah. business. Yes. I mean, at the end of the yeah. day... Mm -hmm. It's our business. But here's the flip side of that coin, too. When we put somebody in a position, it's because we trust that they are really capable and committed to taking care of the responsibilities mm -hmm. of that position. And so sometimes I think, especially in like a micro business like ours, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're employing nine people now, but we're still a micro in the, you know, we're still we're a micro business. business. Still yeah. very, micro very, very, we're not even small, we're micro, right? Yeah. That's how small we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that we, when we put someone in the position, and we, sometimes we don't, I think maybe, and it's something we can address, educate them well enough on that we trust you in that position. Here's the responsibility of the position, do it. I don't remember an employee we had, and once she got that through her head, she just bloomed. Soared. They just soared. Yes. Yeah. Well, and yeah. another thing that you need to uh, impress upon them is, hey, you can make more money, and here's how you do it. You're, you're going to get paid a wage, and this is, this is set. This is, right. your, this is your wage, and this is set. But there is bonus availabilities, and you help create more business for this office. You're going to help share in the wealth of it. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. it's not that's just a good a, policy. It's not just a given that oh, every month I get a bonus. You get that bonus because you're helping increase and build that business. Right. By and serving people. That's what mm -hmm. that bonus is for. Yeah. It, and and somehow that kind of goes up and down as far as education with your staff. Right. So sometimes the staff thinks, well, I'm getting this paycheck, but I'm going to get a bonus over here too, so the bonus is good. But they forget why they're getting the bonus. Gotcha. Thing. Okay. So, 
So the bonus is directly proportionate to how well they're helping us. Yes. Yes. And the customer, the end use consumer experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. What and they need do. to know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, uh, the bonus isn't a given. That's right. Yeah. They're okay. they're working for it. And they're getting rewarded for it. So put, pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. Put aside ten percent. Uh, watch your inventory. Try to stay debt free. Yeah. And if you can, ideally locate your business in or around a capital, capital city, city, or or uh, if nothing, barring that, at least a county seat. You got all these county employees. You know, every county has got two to three hundred <laughs> employees in it. Ooh. We have a question from Deka, who's in Texas. She just visited us a couple of weeks ago. Hi, Deka. She's asking the question, and this is a great question. If you are a low volume practice and you want and you're high fee, what's the best approach to converting oh. your office? Because we went through that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Converting the office to, to a high volume low fee? Exactly. Mm -hmm. What are some of the Two or three things that come to mind that would help position. Because obviously you don't want to lose those clients. How mm -hmm. did you and Dan do it? Go through his internship program. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you. Mean, I appreciate that. But in your, in your conversations, I mean, you were saying well, this isn't going to work for me. Right. Okay. I just, how, how just did that? Didn't, we went and got more education. Yeah, we went okay. and got more education. More we, education. We sought out that model ourselves and said, okay, so we've got these five or six locations around the country, mm -hmm. Clearwater, Florida, North Carolina, Seattle, Redmond, Washington, right? These are some other locations. And we sought these people out and said, hey, how, show us how to make that work. And they were kind enough to, to do that for us. And we spent lots of money on seminars. And we spent lots of money. <laughs> we invested lots of money. But you paid your credit card off every Yeah, month. but it's paid off. So to answer your question more, she's laughing. To answer your question more fully, you put in your office, first of all, you have to be a cash practice, mm -hmm. okay? There's a lot of things going on in the realm of natural Good where people are saying, oh, I want to get recognized as a licensed professional so that now my client's insurance companies will help pay and offset the fee. That is the worst business model on the planet. Right. Mm -hmm. The only people that win in an insurance-driven practice is the insurance company, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Get that through your heads. Mm -hmm. It never, never pays off for the client, and it never pays off fully for the practitioner. Mm -hmm. Because once you go that route, you're three, six, nine, you know, whatever it is, 30, 60, 90 days out to collect from the insurance company, mm -hmm. number one. The insurance company wants to chisel you, number two. And now you have to have a full-time person that you're paying Just 60 to 80 paperwork. grand a year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just to make sure that your forms are submitted properly and all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. So it is a dog loser mm -hmm. in this kind of business. So stay away from insurance mm -hmm. or accepting insurance. Mm -hmm. That said, what we did in the office was we put signs out. And we told everybody that in the next, you know, within by such and such date, we gave them 90 days notice. Here's the thing that we found clinically that was really important is that if you have to get your, it's kind of funny how people act when you don't ask their permission to do something in your own business. Mm. They get, clients get, you know, they're like, mm. wait a second, you changed that? And they get, oh, you know. Yeah. And they and the client does at the end of the day have a say in this. So mm. we would put signs that says in the next 90 days, our appointment times are gonna be from this to this. So the first thing we had to do to cut the fee was to cut our investment in the time. Mm. 
Because if you're doing 35 or 45 or hour visits and you're used to collecting 125, 150, I think you at 30 minutes was 75, an hour was 95 mm -hmm. back in the, that was 20 years ago. Oh, back in the day, yeah. You know, when you were seeing people and we had to, we had to transition and say, look, our systems are in place now that we can cover two or three things per visit. We're cutting back to a 15 minute visit. And initially we didn't do that. I think we offered 20 minute. I think so. And then yeah. we bounced down to 15 once mm -hmm. we became more skilled mm -hmm. in delivering a very high quality of care in a 15 minute visit. Mm -hmm. So we did that and we said, and here's our new fee structure, mm -hmm. which say, but which going from it to answer Dagan's question, to go from a high fee, low volume practice to, to you know, volume, low okay. fee, high volume mm -hmm. is, is going to be super simple. But you still have to give the client the time you got to educate the to, client. to transition because yeah. they're going to say, wow, I'm going to save money mm -hmm. and still maintain a very mm -hmm. high quality of care. So we always put signs out in the next 90 days by such and such date. Here's what our appointment fee times are going to be. And, and we just and we we just or if you raise product mm -hmm. prices, anything like that. Yeah. Or if yes. you're going to. Yep, exactly. Or if you're going to raise product mm -hmm. prices, you have to be, be careful yeah. of that as well. So that was the first thing we did. It was much easier to go from a from a high fee, low volume practice <laughs> to a high volume, low fee practice than to try and go the Trans, other way. Transition yeah. the other yeah, way. Yeah, it's so much. So it's going to be a lot easier for Deka than maybe she she realizes, and we can certainly get her some additional information on how to do that. But but our clients actually they love it. And the other thing is to be on time with your appointments. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right on, on time, time with your appointments. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest complaints that we've always heard through the years was that, um, you know, people, oh, you wait 45 minutes to see someone for five, you know, or they don't respect my time. Mm -hmm. And so that's another key thing, too. I mean, our, our wellness coordinators know that if I'm running a minute behind, that person's already in the exam room, they're already being set up, their basics are being taken, so that obviously in their eye, we were on time. Mm -hmm. I might not have been in the room at that moment, but at least the appointment, that time that they had scheduled with us was being honored and respected and they're, and they're in the exam room. So mm -hmm. You want to treat those people just like you would like to be treated if you go to another business. Absolutely. Uh, keep that in mind. Absolutely, and that goes back to what you commented on earlier about treating customers good mm -hmm. in good times. Yes. Mm -hmm. Taking mm -hmm. exceptional care of them. I mean, we. Yeah. We have all kinds of people that come into the clinic and they say, I just feel better coming here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They didn't get a product, they didn't pay for a, they just, because of the energy and the dynamic and energy the care. And a healthy atmosphere, yeah. Yeah, that, that we're trying to provide to these mm -hmm. people, it comes through, they feel it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what and so we look at other businesses, like some of the things that some major corporations have done. Mm -hmm. They've stepped out and spoken you know, publicly about things that really, my way of view is that's not what you do as a company, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the long run it's going to hurt them. I think in the long run it doesn't serve the end-use consumer in that moment. I think in the big picture they're going to realize, well, well, we could have maybe thought a little longer about mm -hmm. doing some of those things. At the end of the day, if you're, if you're the service to the customer, their experience with you mm -hmm. is not uppermost. Um, yeah. I think you're, yeah, I don't think you're building a recession-proof business mm -hmm. when times are good. Another thing to watch uh, is advertising. Don't spend your money on advertising. That's what you have. That's what you have clients for. Say that again. Don't spend your money on advertising. That's what you have clients. Isn't for. that interesting? Minor okay. clients for referrals. Yes. Everybody knows two hundred and fifty people. Yep. 
everybody. Yeah, and that's one of the things practitioners, I think, fail to do to really develop that stable foundation is ask their clients, who do you know that could benefit from what we do? Mm -hmm. Not, do you know anybody? Mm -hmm. Never ask that question, but when you're with a client, mm -hmm. ask them, who do you know that can benefit from what we do? Oh, well, I'm an aunt, an uncle, and maybe you know, a mm -hmm. cousin, or brother. You know, and then have a way of intaking those people, which mm -hmm. is the introductory yeah. class. So. Yeah, use that system that you've already got set up. Right. And and mine those referrals. Don't yeah. spend your money on advertising. Yeah, invest you in your clients. You know, the only advertising you should do is you should have your name and phone number in the yellow pages, and that's it. Yeah. But people don't use Not the yellow game. pages yeah. well, anymore. Well, they do on their computers. <laughs> yeah, they, it's called Google. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's this, there's this thing called Google, Dad, that they, uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen anybody open up a phone book in a long time. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. So what other things can we talk about? What other things? And thank you, Deka, for posing the question. I really appreciate it. That's an excellent, that's an excellent comment to know about. Um, there's some art here. It says current clients. Hope this question makes sense. Sometimes the clients use blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah. No, she says thank you. So. <laughs> oh, one of the things when you were talking about a recession and and make sure you save money and things like that, I was Sam and I were talking back and forth, and I thought, what could I do without? Mm -hmm. Wow. I do not need a manicure. I do not need my pedicure. All those. That nice niceties, frills. amenities, frills yeah. that success or height good times bring you, you can trim the fat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. What else? Life is good. It is really good. We're so grateful yeah. for you. We're, we're blessed. Yeah. We're super blessed. We're what a beautiful yeah. thing that we've done this weekend. It's been a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, nice time to recharge batteries. I think that's one of the things that practitioners fail to do. I have a personal thing in my office. I take every quarter, I take four days off. Right? And you should, yeah. That's important. Every that's quarter. A big, yes. That's a big point. Especially yeah. in the good times, mm -hmm. right? In the mm -hmm. good times when you're, you know, when you're Mach 3 with your hair on fire as a practitioner and yeah. and things are going well and there's lots and lots of, you know, things to be mined, mm -hmm. right? There's lots uh -huh. of good things mm -hmm. going on. But Keep uh, yourself healthy. Take care of yourself. Do mm -hmm. your own program, right? Yes. You got to do food logs, do them. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it takes to position yourself to serve others but that unplugging for mm -hmm. every quarter for a few days is key. Oh, that's so important. Huge, Otherwise yeah. you got to burn out. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had an old when I first went in the real estate business, God, way back in the 60s, uh, I had an old realtor tell me, he said one of the things you want to remember about this business, he said it's a it's a it's a high burnout rate. So he yeah. said every 90 days, make sure you take 2 or 3 days off. And he said at least once a year Take two weeks off, get out of town, and don't answer a phone. Right. Yeah. And unplug. Yeah, unplug. That's what, a very difficult for you to do. Yeah. 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 I don't do it successfully no. yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, look what we're doing here. I know, but you still. <laughs> when but you, this is an opportunity yes, to capture something that we already ever get a chance yeah, to do. I know. So yeah. you know, it's important. a wealth of information. Yeah. yeah. What's the best book you ever wrote at, read on customer service? What's the best book you ever read on serving customers? Probably it was more of a tape, I think, than a book, and it was Jim Rohn. Uh huh. You know, listening to Jim Rohn, he, he that guy had such a wealth of information, and primarily because he had been there and done it. He did it, and he yeah. talked about his experience. Going from broke to being a millionaire in five yeah. years, yeah. yeah, and then going broke again, and then going broke again, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And we put, we put some of our grandkids onto Zig Ziglar. He's fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They listen to him on whatever the technology is they listen to on now. Yeah. The importance of plugging into the right philosophy. Yeah. You know, those guys weren't, it wasn't tactics and it wasn't techniques. It was, this is a philosophy. There's like a way of life. Yes. It's no mm. different than the wellness mm. industry. Yes. It's, it's not yes. just, here, take this pill for the ill and, mm. you know, in a couple of weeks, you don't have to worry about anything anymore. You just go about doing your normal thing. This is like actually embracing, you know, a philosophy on living. And probably bullet points. Larry Thompson probably has more bullet points for people in business for themselves uh -huh. than any other one individual I've ever listened to. Larry Thompson? Larry Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a guy that yeah. built three, not one, not two, but three multi-billion dollar companies. He built three of them. Mm -hmm. From zero. Mm -hmm. From starting from scratch. Yeah. yeah. In his lifetime. He's mm -hmm. what, 70? He's in your, he's... Yeah, he's in my age group. Yeah. 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 Okay. In fact, I think he's a couple years older than I am. So. Is he? Yeah. yeah. He did a series called... Uh, Millionaire training. People should pick that up if you're listening on this. You should mm -hmm. find out where Larry Thompson's Millionaire because it's training. because yeah. it's generic. It's yeah, it's applicable. You can apply it to any business. Yeah. Yeah. He was in a specific business at the time he did it, mm -hmm. so it was that was kind of the focus mm -hmm. from a business perspective. But that was just the vehicle. Mm -hmm. What he's talking about is the right philosophy to get you through. Oh yeah, yeah. regardless all of all the vehicle the in any business. You know? Yeah, so. we lost a lot of that. There's guys now that are talking about how entrepreneurship, you know, which when I was a kid, when you said you were an entrepreneur, it meant you were, you were unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now it's like the big rage, right? Yeah. Everything's out there. Yeah. But being self-employed or being in business for yourself, I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of your generation. I, I'm influenced by it, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, this is not new. How we apply it mm -hmm. seems mm -hmm. to be different for new. Like doing this, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago, to do what we're doing right now, to capture the audio and the video and have it broadcast around the world. It cost several thousand dollars. Oh, millions. Yeah. yeah. Millions of dollars to do something like this, mm -hmm. and now you do it for free. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. And actually, you are the Larry Thompson and the Jim Rohn for your generation right now. Yeah, we are. That, yes. Those are the things that yes. we're, yeah, we're yeah. sharing with people, mm -hmm. you know. But you're becoming that also. I yeah. Mean. I think the thing is that, that I most that gives me the most patience now, not going through it, but now looking back on it is, you know, you started a practice, we took it, you know, it's, it's been 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. In serving people through two economic downturns, mm -hmm. and both of those years were bigger than the previous, yeah. by the way, economically for us. Mm -hmm. 01 was bigger than 2000, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, 08 was bigger than 07, 09 was bigger than 08, I mean, so, so we have like a track record of doing that, mm -hmm. right? And navigating that and having those philosophies in place. Mm -hmm. That's what this was really, mm -hmm. for me, important to capture was, like you said, want, need, or have to have. Mm -hmm. Pay yourself first, mm -hmm. right? Learn, apply those things, right? Mm -hmm. Stay out of debt, mm -hmm. take care of your people. You take the pay cut first. Mm -hmm. I mean, those, these are all principles that it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what the business is, whether you were building follow, houses or- Follow your system. You know, yeah. If you got a system in place, it'll work if you work the system. Right. You just got to apply it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have to apply it. Work really hard and be very patient. Mm -hmm. The two, unfortunately, people like there's people that work really, really hard, but they're not patient, or they're extremely patient, but they're not putting forth the effort. Mm -hmm. you know good what I mean? balance. You, you got to have both. Balance. Yeah. You yeah. got to have both. Yeah. You need, yeah. Yeah. 
and that balances. Yeah. We talk about uh, to Liam all the time. You know, he's uh -huh. like, Love he's him. 23 years old. He's a black belt in karate. Just got that done last week. Uh -huh. I mean, he's bodybuilding and gymnastics uh -huh. and MMA and and it's like, but Dad, I do. You know, like, but nothing, Liam. Yeah. I mean, how good do you feel right now as a person? I feel great. You're gonna feel that way for another 25 years. Okay, just uh -huh. relax. And you know, he's already got the discipline thing in place. He's not realizing that the accomplishment is not the importance. Yeah. It's having the disciplines in place and the accomplishments are automatic. Mm -hmm. yes. It's just, you gotta be patient. Yes. It's like Life. raising the baby. Yes. Life is a journey, it's not a destination. Yeah, you know? so. and really plug into those yeah. things. And business is a journey. Sure, yeah. yeah. We gotta do some exciting things. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up the next six months. Oh. You know, we got some changes coming up that we're gonna talk about, you know, before this week's over. But, uh, you know, staying plugged in and, and doing those things is what's key. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Final comments, final thoughts, final... Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you so much for what you've done. Well, thank you. Thank you for starting this. Oh, I thought it would be fun to capture this, too. How many times did you fire me throughout my career? In his mind or actually? No, no, no. No, I mean, actually, oh. he said, this isn't working out. I've got to let you go. I know of three. That's what people need to... They don't understand either. I've tried to work with you for decades. And Family I business can be rough if yeah. they're bringing lots yeah. of... Yeah. 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 But Lodi, you fired me in Lodi, <laughs> you fired me in Lordsburg, and you fired me in Oregon at the mortgage company. And those are the three that stand out in my mind. Yeah. What? Yeah. Any others come to mind that you didn't keep around? The first job you, I, I negotiated with you was sweeping walks at the Mustang Motel in Townsend, Montana. You, you I think didn't I was get fired that one. You just outgrew it. Yeah, I just, I just moved on. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't get fired. The very first job I had, I didn't get fired from. That's kind of cool. But you set your wage too low. You are worth the money you're worth, and don't set your don't set your wage too don't low. set your wage low. Yeah, I learned that at nine. I'd have done it for fifty cents, and he said, "Well, I'd have paid you a buck." No, we, you know, we negotiated seventy-five cents a day to sweep the walks for two hours, two and a half hours worth of work. I got seventy-five cents a day for doing it, and uh, and, and I, he said, "Well, I'd have paid a buck." I said, "Well, I'd have done it for 50. You know, so we felt like we both yeah. won there. So. Yeah. yeah, never set your ways too low. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for doing this, taking time. You know, we're on vacation. Yeah. Some yeah. would think, oh, this is work stuff. They're doing work stuff, but... Um, no, I've got to make spaghetti for 30 people. Yeah. So. Jim Rohn is in R-O-H-N, by the way, Deka. Yeah, you got it. Jim Rohn. Um, best book I ever wrote on customer service by Michael LaBeouf. Read it 25 years ago, and it's never... But it's one of those things. It's the, it's the, it's the philosophy. It's the, the mindset. Yeah. It's yeah. applying those things. Techniques always change. Concepts remain the same. Mm -hmm. so. Um, but yes, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. It's been now, fun. It's been a lot. Thank you. Look thank forward you. to the next 20. Doing yes. great, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. forward to the next 20. Thank you guys yeah. for joining us. We're going to cut this off here, right there, and post that. And thank you on Total Wellness Radio. We'll get this posted. Episode 81 is now in the books. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Total Wellness Radio. You know, here at Total Wellness Radio, we are dedicated to bringing you, the listener, as much value as possible. Tune in weekly and discover great tips for staying healthy naturally from experts from around the world. Also, please check us out at countrydoctornutritionalcenter.com for free downloads that will change your health today. Thank you for tuning in. And now this episode of Total Wellness Radio.